London Stock Exchange Group is here to be your essential global markets infrastructure and data partner, where open isn't just a platform, but a philosophy, giving you the freedom to make your mark in the world. LSEG. Open makes more possible. Hello and welcome to Off the Bench XLR Lander University Radio. My name is Jameson Hartsoe and alongside with Hayden Joyner, we are your co-host of Off the Bench. We will be bringing you the latest news of sports all around the country and our show will be held every single Wednesday from 4 to 5 right here on XLR Lander University Radio. We are really excited. We've got a lot of sports to talk about from MLB, NBA, college, NFL, you know, sports whatever you know so and be sure to go like our facebook page our instagram and twitter on at xl or off the bench xlr um go ahead and comment or tweet us or whatnot and uh, we can uh, answer your questions or um just talk about what anything you want to talk about sports wise and uh, we'll be we'll be excited to talk about that and uh, hopefully one day we can get our phone line working. You can call in during our show. Let's dive in. Let's go. Let's drive down to the swamp and uh, for the with the Florida Gators. The Florida Gators hosting the Auburn Tigers this past Saturday. A really really good game. I was really watching. The, I was watching that one. It was a excellent game for the Florida Gators at least. But. I'm shocked. Uh, I don't think anybody expected the Auburn Tigers to lose to Florida. You know, everyone has been talking about Florida is an underdog. Florida, Florida, Florida is not really that great. Well, I mean, they were favored. Yeah. They were favored in the game. I said that last week. Only by two points. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, so depends depends on who you talk to. You know, a lot of people say that Florida, we're, we're going we're gonna to get beat. But that front line was excellent really really good um football from the gators they played great football auburn what what happened what happened to bo nix you know last week i was talking about will bo nix be able to handle the swamp and that atmosphere and he did it against texas a&m but not against florida Mm -hmm. and you know, some people might. I, I'm. I kind of think that Texas A&M might be a little better than the Florida Gators, um, but I mean, it's. I, I don't know what what ha- what happened to the Auburn Tigers. I mean, it did seem that Bo Nix was pressured by the by the swamp and the environment in Florida. I mean, he went. He had 11 of 27 passing, which that's roughly what like 30 percent, little a little over 35, 40 percent. And only 145 yards passing, but most importantly, he had three interceptions in the game. And those abilities for Florida's defense to create turnovers is what is what led uh, Florida to end up winning by keeping Auburn's offense off the field as much as they should have been on. Yeah, it was it was a really um, close game, uh, at least at the beginning or whatnot. But whenever Florida, the the very first play, and they threw a, well, I think it was the second play where they threw a quick slant. Over the middle, yeah, second play, and Kyle Trask just blistered them, mm-hmm. um, and he got hurt. and And a lot, I think, a lot of people were got got scared because how how is the backup going to respond? But he responded well. Kyle Trask came back in the game, and they played. Florida played excellent. I think that was that was probably one of um, the best. I think that was the best game they've played all year. Um, 
Florida was just able to hit them with a lot of a lot of quick quick drives, quick touchdowns based on those turnovers. I mean, you're talking about the first drive Florida had their first touchdown it was two play. That drive was two plays for 64 yards. Their second touchdown came off a two play drive. Their th- their and their uh, and their fourth touchdown came off a one play drive, one play jar, one play uh, for 88 yard run. So they were able to get on the field and get off the field quick, putting up points. Whereas Florida had to take Florida had to drive down the field on most of their plays. They had they had a quick uh, they had a, they had a short touchdown drive, just 18 yards off a turnover. But uh, then they had a 10 play 10 play drive. And I mean, if you look at you look at the stats, uh, Auburn had the ball for way longer than the Florida Gators did. Florida was just able to capitalize on all of their turnovers way better than Auburn could, and that ended up yeah. being the deciding factor. No doubt, no doubt. Now we're talking about offenses struggling with Auburn and stuff. What about Georgia? You know, early it was a really close game. Georgia and Ohio State, they both, they're both been a really big favorite. Um, the end of the end of the year favorite, but I mean they they kind of struggled against Michigan. Ohio State played Michigan State and Georgia playing Tennessee. You know, it it was kind of like a struggle, if you will, uh, for those two teams. Um, so I mean that was kind of uh interesting to see, you know, a a a power those powerhouse teams, you know, kind of struggling against the Tennessee that lost to Georgia what Georgia State. Georgia State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tennessee losing to Georgia State and uh Michigan State really hasn't been um in the talks uh the past couple of weeks. So you know, are are they going to are those two teams, is Ohio State and Georgia, going to pl- be in the playoffs at the end of the year? End of the, end of the year? I, I think only one of them are going to end up. Because there's still in this point of the season, there's still a lot of teams in that playoff hunt. And I feel like Georgia and Ohio State, I think only one of them is going to end up making it. Because, I mean, Georgia has to go through Alabama. And in years past, Georgia could lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game, and they've still made it into the college football playoff. But I feel like this year that's going to be different. If Georgia ends up getting Alabama in either the semifinal for the uh, the SEC title or in the final, uh, they have to win those games because you also have Florida and you have LSU in there. And the SEC is stacked right now in, for the playoff. But, I mean, if you look at this Georgia-Tennessee game, uh, Georgia struggled early. They they fell down fourteen to ten in the early in the second quarter. But then, like all good teams do, they rattled off six straight uh, score. They they scored six straight uh, with field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, including two touchdowns in the final two minutes of the of the first half. So they ended up going to halftime with some momentum, and they came out swinging like all teams do, and uh, dominating them in total yards and first downs and possession. They were able to pull that game through. So I feel like I don't I don't think Georgia it that you should be too worried about them. Uh, and same really goes for Ohio State. If so- Ohio State was able to pull out that game at the end, and if they struggled the whole time, kind of like Clemson and UNC did the other week, uh, there'd be a little more poise for concern. They might drop in the rankings, but I mean Georgia, Georgia finished by winning by almost thir- by twenty nine points, yeah. and Ohio State dominated as well. Yeah, it was you know I, I didn't expect that at all. Two night games. Um, I think Georgia was on the road at Tennessee, and um, I think Ohio State were they at home. I think Ohio State was at home. Yeah, and do you think do you think Ohio State is going to be in the Final Four? You know, Justin Fields watching his I I, I called it. I, I knew he was about to throw an interception. I think he it was early in the first half, or I think it's late in the second quarter 
Justin Fields scrambled to the right. He comes back and he throws it across field. Didn't even see the safety and throws a pick. Not a smart and play. I and I was looking right. I, I saw it uh, coming from the whole entire play. But you know, can Justin Fields handle the pressure or the intensity of a national championship game or being in a college playoffs? Or, you know. I don't see I don't see Ohio, I see Ohio State going undefeated, um, but I, I'm not sure if if they're going to make it in the top four. If they go undefeated, they're definitely deserving of a spot. They they're entering their hardest part of the year now, the hardest half of the year, uh, where they get they got number eight Wisconsin coming up, and they got to finish the year. And Wisconsin, if we're talking about Wisconsin, oh my gosh. They're a heck of a t- football team. Yeah, Wisconsin's team. doing good this year, but then also Ohio State finishes the year against. They're at they're at home, I think, against Penn State, but then they also they play Michigan at last game of the, of the year in Michigan. But I mean, we've talked about this on the show prior. Ohio State's beaten Michigan the last like four years, so maybe not too much concern in that game. But Penn State and Wisconsin are definitely they're two top ten teams yeah. as of now. So they, if if Ohio State's able to work through these last six games, six games where they play three top sixteen opponents. Uh, if they can come out of there undefeated or maybe with one loss, they'll be in the playoffs. One loss is going to be iffy because there's so many teams competing for those four spots that if you lose one game, you might be done. But undefeated teams are still kind of – they don't happen as often. So yeah, being, if they can come through with, without a loss, they are guaranteed a spot in that college football playoff. Yeah, no, um, no doubt. Um, but the question is, will they come out without a loss? Ohio State is a great football team. They got a great defensive line. You know, always they've they've been producing really good D lines. Nick Bosa, like we saw Monday night against the Browns, absolutely balled out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Ohio State has a tradition of producing those good D linemen, and their defense is playing good, good defense. And you know, I'm, I'm just excited to see Justin Fields. Um, how does he respond in a really close game, mm-hmm. and the game is on the line, and he's under pressure? They haven't and, been in that situation yeah. all year. So. And so that's that's the thing that that he is lacking. You know, we no one's no one's seen that because they've they've beat everybody really well, and that's something that Dabo said about Trevor Lawrence. Going in, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he just had an MRI. But Debo said that Clemson and US, UNC game was the very first time that Cl- that Trevor Lawrence has been in a fourth quarter um, game pressing, you know, yeah, exactly. situation. And all last year he's never been in that because whenever he got hurt in the Syracuse game, Chase Bryce came in and filled that in the fourth quarter. Um, other than that, they've not had a fourth quarter, you know, game on the line type situation and that was the very first time that uh, Trevor Lawrence has been in that situation so I'm excited to see how does Justin Fields respond and and now that we're talking about Trevor Lawrence a report comes out today that Trevor Lawrence went and had a MRI on his right shoulder and I, you know what I've been noticing he's been wearing like a little patch on his right shoulder under his pads and I, I, I didn't know what that was but um Supposedly, whenever they played Texas A&M, um, Trevor Lawrence's shoulder got hurt. I think I did see him hold his sh- shoulder one time, but he didn't really hear him. He, he did not miss a play. And so Trevor Lawrence is good, supposedly. Mm-hmm. He's he's supposedly 
top tier. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to miss a play. He's 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 good to go. He's ready to roll. That's what the MRI supposedly said. But is this going to is this the cause of him throwing these five interceptions like he did not do last year, or everyone's talking about his interception, interception, interception? They're still five and zero. Mm-hmm. You know, they did drop to number two. Still better but than most teams, though. I mean, they are five and zero. You know, that's their goal right now. They've hit their goal for sure because they are five and zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an injury that was it on his show, on his throwing arm. Do yeah, it's it yeah, his right that's, arm. That's yeah. what I assumed. Um, and obviously, that's an injury for a quarterback. Obviously, a shoulder injury is something that is going to limit the way you're going to play. But I mean, fo- football is all about you're going to get you're going to beat up and stuff. You got to be able to play, play through that. Not saying Trevor Lawrence. Uh, wasn't able to play through it. I don't know really the extent of the injury, but um, it, ter- it certainly could have been a factor in the early games. I feel like the main thing that was troubling Clemson was their passing attack. I kind of said that ac- throughout the episodes of this show, but if that's been one of the main issues. I mean, Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown the ball as well as people would have expected him, and especially with his interception rate, it's not. That's way higher than people thought. So. If he's able to recover from this injury, which he just got the MRI, they came out clean. So hopefully, he's, I'm sure he's been working with medical staff the past couple of weeks to fix it since he got hurt in Texas A&M. But it's it shouldn't be something I don't think that's gonna uh, shouldn't affect it too much in the end game of this season. Uh, hopefully, it just heals up as best it can and he just bounced back from what he's done. But uh, the trouble he's had so far has been mostly throwing the ball. So if that injury if that injury's kind of bugged him, then. Uh, there's there's a reason for that. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, this week the Clemson Tigers they do face face Florida State. You know, so Florida State has a history of giving them a lot of um, sh- trouble, at least a little bit. Um, but so it's, it's we're excited to see. It. And you know, coming off of a bye week, it's always good to get that break. And this year is the first year that they're going to get two bye weeks. You know, I think it's the first year since I think 1980 something. So, um, uh. I, I think they're going to respond well, and uh, I think I think he's Trevor Lawrence is going to play like he's ready, like like normal. And uh, I don't I, I haven't seen too much of that arm bothering him in the past games, but I don't, I don't think that's the reason why he's throwing those interceptions. But week seven mm-hmm. is could be a really big shakeup week in the college football rankings. There is a lot of top 25 matchups this week, and close. I think there's going to be a lot of close games. Number six, Oklahoma at number 11, Texas. They're going, Oklahoma's going to Texas. I, this is our first time we're going to see Jalen Hurts against a big-time, a big-tier team. In Oklahoma, you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's played big teams for Alabama. But yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Uh, <laughs> but Lincoln Riley and Jalen Hurts traveling to Texas versus the Sam Ellinger that put up a really good fight against LSU. What 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 is going to happen, Hayden? Um, this I think this is going to be similar to last year's game, the uh, the Texas or the Texas Oklahoma game of last year, where it ended up being I think it was a, a game winning field goal at the end of that game. It was like forty three forty or yeah. something, something oh, up yeah. there. I, I'm seeing a similar game. It's going to be a high high octane offense on both sides, 
And uh, I think the main thing is just going to be Florida's – or not Florida – uh, wrong game. It's going to be Oklahoma's ability to just attack the football down on Texas's defense, and Texas's defense is a little bit banged up now, and uh, I think their Texas's offense needs to be ready for a shootout, and I don't know if they're ready for that yet. Um, but I think Oklahoma, as long as they can just push that ball downfield, uh, Jalen Hurts has been playing really good so far. Uh, he's averaging 14 yards a pass, 14 touchdowns and two picks on the year so far. So if they're just able, if Oklahoma is able to incorporate that great run game and become and be the top one of the nation's top offenses that they think they are, uh, I think this is this game is going to be in Oklahoma's favor. It is in Texas though, which is it has me a little bit. Texas has a chance in this one, but yeah. I think Oklahoma is going to pull this out. And if they want to make that college football playoff, they need to pull it out because currently yeah. they're ranked what six? I yeah, think? they're six, six. So right they, now. They need big time wins like this one to make it. And I think I think Oklahoma has the makings to do that. You know, I. I think Oklahoma can beat them. Will they is the question. You know, obviously Texas is the underdog based on stats. But Oklahoma has not really faced that top-tier opponent. You know, I'm not saying that Texas is the best, but they've not they've not faced that top that talent so yet so far. And so I think it's going to be a close one like last year. And you know, I think that Texas is going to is going to come out, and it's going to be a really close one. And Texas is going going to beat them. I think Sam Ellinger is going to make a win uh, a game winning drive uh, late in the fourth quarter uh, to put Texas on top and to win the game. And so I, I think Sam Ellinger can do that. I think he will do that. And but it's going to be a close one. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I, I think um, Texas is uh, is going to give Oklahoma a way harder opponent than uh, Oklahoma no doubt, faced all no year. Doubt. Uh, that means they're, they're, there's going to be new adversities the Sooners are going to have to face. So they haven't faced all year, maybe potentially being down down some points early in the game. Um, I think it's just it's going to be back and forth. You know, yeah. it's going to be one of those those games you just get get a bowl of popcorn and just go along for the ride kind of games. So I mean. Oklahoma just has to they has to have to do something that they haven't done all year, which is beat yeah. a top opponent, and which I think they do have the components capable of doing that. Um, but yeah, and then and then you got the n- new number one Alabama traveling to Texas A and M. They've already had a loss versus to Auburn this year. Texas A and M has, and that's gonna be that's a really close one. That has the potential of being a shakeup, an, another shakeup. You know, so will will Texas A and M beat number one Alabama? Will will Tua finally face a defense and show us what he has? You know, Alabama hasn't played a really talented team again this year. So is A and M going to pull it out a huge upset, or is Alabama going to beat them like they should? I I. That you, I think you would be stupid to not go with Alabama in yeah. this game. Alabama, uh, they're known to beat these big teams. The, Tua did it last year. So the question of having beat anyone yet this year is more so only to like the freshmen on the team, if they're even starting. But I think Al- Alabama's built built to win the big games, and they they have a history of doing it. They've been doing it the past five, six years. So Texas A&M, unless they can pull out something crazy here, I, I have no doubt besides going with Alabama in this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Alabama too. But I do think Texas A&M is tired of losing. They've lost to Clemson. They've lost to Auburn. And so I think they're going to put up a fight for sure. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see and uh, see, see what uh, Texas A&M can, 
can do against this Crimson Tide offense. And now let's go to a really close game. Number seven, Florida at LSU going to the Valley. Not the Death Valley, but Death Valley. A different the real Death Valley is in Clemson. <laughs> we all know that that argument. This one, uh, it's I. I think it's still LSU. Yeah. Florida came off this big game against Auburn, but I still don't see it in Florida. Florida, they've won the games. I just don't. I just don't see their offense as as lethal as people think. I mean, they put, they put up twenty four against Auburn, which Auburn has a good defense, and they held Auburn to to thirteen. But I just I feel like LSU is just a, in a different t- LSU's in a different tier than Florida in my mind when it comes to these football teams. LSU's up there with the tops, like uh, with Ohio State and them this season. Um, and it's going to be a close one. I th- not not super close, maybe within ten. Florida might make a game out of it, but the fact that it's in LSU and they st- and, and Florida is still running with Kyle Trask at the helm because of that injury earlier in the season, I think it's it's just not. It's just, this isn't Florida's week. They're coming off a high with Auburn, and hope maybe that will carry through with them to this game and, and give them a little bit of momentum going in. But LSU has just as much momentum, and the fact that it's in LSU makes me really yeah. inclined to pick LSU. LSU's really good this year. A lot better than we've seen probably in the past five or six years. LSU has a great quarterback in Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I think this is somebody that they think that they can go to the national championship and win with. And so Florida's going to have to play football here. And obviously we all know that it's football. But they're going to have to play tough football. That defensive line is going to have to get through that big offensive line that LSU carries. Joe Burrow can throw the football. And so they're just going to have to stop the run that LSU has and force Joe Burrow to throw and put two safeties up top, make him uncomfortable, and throw some stuff at him that he's not seen yet. And so I think LSU might – I think LSU is going to win this game, but it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a close – if Florida comes ready to play. If Florida doesn't come ready to play, they're going to get blown out. But I think Florida has shown that they can play, but it's going to be interesting for sure. Which I just looked up. Surprisingly, the, L- the spread on this game is LSU with negative 13.5, which is I think is a little high. LSU is saying they're going to win this by 13. But um, I think Flor- Florida's, Florida's game plan going into this game needs to be similar to what they did against Auburn. Yeah. Um, I think Auburn was a superior opponent compared to Florida, and as well, I think LSU is a superior opponent to Florida. So I think Florida needs to go in with the same game plan, which I believe is forcing the turnovers, keeping Joe Burrow and that mm-hmm. offense off the field. Yeah. Florida was able to beat Auburn by getting turnovers and getting quick touchdowns and in just a couple plays. They need to, like they did to Bo Nix, get pressure on the quarterback. They pressured Bo Nix all night long, and that's what Florida has to do. They've got to get Joe Burrow uncomfortable and force him to throw the ball where he doesn't want to throw the ball and force turnovers. Like you said, they need to get quick three and outs and allow Florida's offense to go and strike and, you know, slow the tempo down, you know, play, don't play super, super fast. Just play your own game. And if Florida can keep the crowd out of it and they play good defense, I think Florida has a strong chance of winning. Just keep the crowd out of that game because Death Valley is loud. Mm-hmm. Both Death Valleys are, Both loud. Death are loud. And 
They need to keep it's just a matter Joe of Burrow in the pocket. It's a matter of just keeping that offense off the field. Yeah. I mean, LSU leads Florida in pretty much all offensive categories. So if if yeah. Florida wants a chance, they gotta. The only way to do that, only way to keep the offense from destroying you is to keep them off the field. For sure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in with us to Off the Bench here on XLR Lander University Radio. Coming up after the break, we're going to discuss MLB, NBA, and uh, dive into the craziness that the NFL has given us this year so far. So stay tuned and uh, be sure to tweet us and uh, comment or whatnot and if you have anything to talk about. So we'll we'll be glad to answer your questions. But coming up, we've got Talk You Out of It by Florida Georgia Line. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Off the Bench XLR Lander University Radio. Again, my name is Jameson Hartson alongside with Hayden Joyner. We've got a lot of professional sports, you know, people that get paid millions of dollars to play sports. How awesome is that? You know, first of all, we're going to start off with the MLB. You know, the Braves lost on Monday night in a game four to clinch the NLDS, uh, the Braves, that is the, what is it? That is the National League Division Series. And um, and so the Braves lost the game four, so they're heading into the game five. You know, they, they were up two to one going into the game, and they lost, made it two to two. And uh, they're headed into SunTrust Park tonight, and they're going to play the Cardinals in the game five. So the winner of this game is going to head into the league LCS, NLCS. And the winner of that seven-game series will head on to the World Series of uh, MLB. The Yankees won in a three-game sweep against the Twins. And so they're already clinched theirs in the ALCS. And uh, the Houston, the, uh, the Dodgers and the Nationals played tonight in Game 5. Uh, that's going to be a good game to see in the NLDS as well. The Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays head into Game 5 as well. I think they play tomorrow night. Uh, they played last night, and uh, the Rays came out firing against the Astros. So the Astros were planning on clinching the NLDS, or the ALDS in that, that regards. And uh, the winner of that game is also going to head into the ALCS to play the Yankees. NBA started preseason has started for the NBA. Very exciting. As an NBA fan for myself, it's, uh, as an NBA fan for myself, it's very exciting, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And Zion. Everyone wants to see how Zion plays with the New Orleans Pelicans. I did it pretty well. I you know, I, I, so he put up 16 points. 16, yeah, that's, I that's mean, solid for he's, a preseason. Yeah. For a brand new player, I mean, that's nice. Mm-hmm. He slammed a couple. Like I the mean, slam. He, he had two huge plays in the first like five minutes. Great. To and see. so that that was awesome to see the Duke, the Duke star, the Duke phenom, come into the NBA, where the greatest players of basketball play mm-hmm. and make millions of dollars. I'll say my favorite headline from the NBA preseason so far has been Ben Simmons making his first three pointer. If you if you saw that, Ben, uh, it's just the preseason, so it's not counting towards like career stats. But he made a three-pointer in a preseason game, and he hasn't done that in an NBA game in his career since he got drafted. So 
I'll give him props for that. <laughs> that that's awesome. That's awesome. You don't see the big guys shooting three-pointers all the time and ben, making them. Ben Simmons isn't a big guy. He's he's a shooter. He's known for shooting. Yeah. That's where he, he came from out of college. But so he's been like the, he's been a running gag to the NBA of how he's never hit a three-pointer. So it's good to see him hit one. Hopefully he'll hit one in the regular season. Yeah, for sure. Let's jump into the NFL. The 49ers are undefeated. Yes, 4-0. What is this? What is happening? What in the world has happened to the NFL? The 49ers, ladies and gentlemen. The 49ers are undefeated right now. <laughs> to me, and I feel like to me and a lot of people, it's not a huge surprise that they're good. 4-0, maybe I wasn't expecting that, but the fact that they're good was very surprising. People people had them coming in this year uh, to be really good. They, have, they had them going into last year as being good when Garoppolo came off his injury. But Garoppolo got injured again last year, and I ended up derailing that situation a bit. But this season, they're looking really good. They just whooped the Browns up on Monday night, 31-3. to And I feel like watching that game, I could not decide if the 49ers are amazing or if the Browns are just awful. You know, I, I don't get it either. OBJ had the very first pass of the game completed. Mm-hmm. And, no, or was it incomplete? No, he completed it. Okay, I, that's what I thought. Like that's what I thought, yeah. Or like yeah. That, yeah. And so that defensive line was outstanding. Nick Boza and that 49ers defensive line was absolutely incredible. They got to Baker Mayfield. He They forced two fumbles from Baker, two interceptions. One of them was not his fault. But, I mean, that offense was playing poorly. Poor offense. They forced Mayfield. Mayfield completed only eight passes for 100 yards. Yes. And 13 passer rating. And Awful. And while we're talking about that that defensive line, Nick Boza, how about the plant of the flag payback? Uh, I love that so much. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I feel like a lot of the a lot of the NFL is getting annoyed at Baker Mayfield, so I feel like that was that was a good yeah. shot towards him, and I, th- I think that that was pretty good for Nick Bosa. And sure. you got Richard Sherman. You got Richard Sherman coming out. Oh, Baker Mayfield didn't shake my hand. Well, there's video evidence. Baker did shake his hand. Richard yeah. Sherman apologized today, so uh, good. props to him good. for that. I, 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 that was that was. You know, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman is known for the spotlight. He likes the oh, spotlight. Yeah. He Call, likes the drama. Uh, we, all, we all remember the the line of him calling out Michael Crabtree. <laughs> yeah. We need we need to start calling it NFLD, NFL drama. Mm-hmm. He called out Michael Trab- Crabtree. It was after the, the, the NFC Championship game, I believe. A couple years ago, when they went to Super Bowl, I think uh, ended up losing to the Patriots, but um, that was that was a classic on Richard Sherman. But yeah, um, the 49ers, Nick Bosa was named Defensive Player of the Week uh, for the uh, either the league or just for the NFC, one of the two. But I'm, I mean, they the 49ers dominated from the yeah. start of the game. I mean, offense, defense, everything. It's special teams, the punt return. I mean, <laughs> they had like it was not. First, first drive, second play, first or second play from scrimmage. Uh, Matt Breda went for eighty-three yards for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. I was happy. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, he's on my bench though. <laughs> but um, uh, the Forty Nineers, their their method of this of this offense is through the run game. I believe Forty Nineers are good. Their their passing attack hasn't been as dynamic as say the Chiefs or something. But their run game has been amazing through through the four games they've played because they've had a bye week. Uh, through those four games that they've played, they're first in the league in rushing with 200 yards per game. They're tied for first in 10 plus yard runs, which they have 27 of those. And as well, they're sixth in yards per carry, 5.19 yards a carry. And on Monday night, they had 40 carries for 275 yards through like the combination of Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, and Raheem Mozart, uh, Mostert, and you can't ask for more from a run, from a running back committee, no. especially a committee full of three guys that. 
They're neither, none of them are stars. They're just no. all kind of they're all kind of middle middle of the pack guys, but they're they're seeming to work really together and they are driving that offense for They me. they are. You know, a lot of people don't see a lot of throws. They're not throwing the ball a ton because they do. They can run the ball so well. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is still a young quarterback. He's been in the league for a while, but he is young as in experience-wise, you know, so they're still babying him, you know. All right, they're not letting him get loose yet. And so he says that he feels like he is he is mature, he is a veteran, but, you know, Kyle Shanahan and that 49ers offense is really keeping him limited with what he's doing and how he's running the offense. So it was really great to see the 49ers play that well. You know, you, we haven't seen a lot of 49ers um, play that well. They haven't been good um, in years. So yeah. It's definitely a different take. Um, but, I mean, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's playing, he's playing good. I mean, he got, to sat behind, he got to sit behind Brady for a couple yeah. of years down in New England. and then he. Which, I mean, the best traded. quarterback in the league. So, I mean, yeah, you're learning. If you, get, if you get to sit behind Brady for a while, that's amazing. And, and, and you think about it now, currently in the NFL, the only two undefeated teams both have Patriot or former Patriot quarterbacks. Yeah. Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. For sure. So, it's, it's just a game. But you think – but you wa- I was watching it again, like I said earlier. I was watching it, and the 49ers were amazing. But the Browns were not – what I thought they were going to be. Uh, they came off a big win against against the Ravens the previous week, and then in our game picks, we both picked the Browns to win this game. I yeah. figured the Browns were going to have a good game. But no, I mean, Mayfield 8-22 with 100 yards, two picks, and then two fumbles, you could say. Uh, Antonio Callaway had that awful interception that you said wasn't, wasn't Mayfield's fault, but he basically a scoop catch into the end True. zone and just pops off his hands into the, to the, the D-back's arms, and he goes... Mayfield had a 13 overall pass rating, which, if you knew this, if you take a snap and you just throw the ball on the ground for like a uh, just to stop the clock or whatever, if you do that every single play, you get a 39 pass rating. So Mayfield was three times worse than that. Really? Really. So, I mean, you 8 of 22 and 100 yards, two picks, two fumbles, that, that's going to drop your pass rating down. But with like this Richard Sherman beef and all this, I feel like the players in the league are starting to not like Baker, and I feel like they're bringing the teams are bringing their best out when they play the Browns. They want to stick it to these guys because they're yeah. kind of like the cocky, mm-hmm. the cocky kids of the league. And so. I mean, they've been the talk of the summer, the preseason. I mean, everyone said the Browns are legit. They're not legit. They are terrible. If not yet. Um, what's what's the coaches? Uh, Matt right. Fedrick was that is that his name? Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens. There we go. Uh, so I was, cl- I was close. You had the first part right. I was close enough. I was close enough. But well, he played quarterback at Alabama, and uh, what he's the he's the head coach, the offensive coordinator. He's got he's got to change up something. You've got a talented group of, on your offense. Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback, or he can be a great quarterback. You've got Odell Beckham Jr. Odell can play. He's a baller. And they got Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry's still in the Browns. And you got Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. And Kareem Hunt in a couple weeks. Three more weeks, yeah. So will be back. So it, they they have the talent. It's just I think they don't know what to do with it because they've got so much and. I feel like it's it's a head coach. I mean, Freddie Kitchens is his first year as a head coach, and uh, the Browns haven't had a good head coach in decades, it seems. So they they have all the right pieces to be a great team, and their defense is amazing. The Browns have a great defense, player personnel wise. I mean, Miles Garrett's one of the top pass rushers in the league. 
and they got they got uh, they got all the draft picks. Yeah, they got they Mac everyone. Brown from uh, Alabama. Yeah, and they got that great cornerback out of I can't remember where he yeah. came from, but yeah, it's like their defense is great. Their offense has all these playmakers. It's just a matter of putting all them together. And I feel like I feel like this team has all the talent, but no chemistry. You know, besides like the Odell Jarvis Landry LSU chemistry they have, but I mean besides that, I feel like this team they're just not. They, they just they just don't seem to be able to put all the pieces together. So it's gonna be interesting to see where they go from here. They have two they have two tough games coming up with the Seahawks next week and then the Patriots. So the Browns Yeah, we already know how the Patriots are playing. We know how the Patriots are playing. And the Seahawks are really good as well. Beating the Rams. Beating the Rams. <laughs> and the Rams are kinda of going downhill as of now, but uh we'll talk I have a little bit about that later in the show. But um it's just the Brown, the Browns might they're going to fall two these next two games. I think that would they're they're what two and three right now. Yeah, they're two and three, so they could get they could fall into two and five. And at that point, people are, if they fall to that, they're going to be questioning. But it's very realistic they fall to two and five with these two next games. I just think it's a matter of the fight they put up. If they put up the same fight they had against the 49ers, heck no, they're Freddie Kitchens might be gone. They might be making some major changes, possibly some trades. Who knows? I I've heard I heard some analysts on ESPN and stuff talking about potentially tra- i think no i think it was colin coward he he, uh, he mentioned to the browns trade obj which he made an interesting debate about that but that might be for another time but the browns i feel like if they lose these next few games there's gonna be some changes coming in the organization yeah no doubt but uh the browns while they played this really young and fast defense that the uh the 49ers had the 49ers dominated them but the browns the browns aren't looking too good but they're not the only bad team in the league so far uh you have the dolphins which are just historically awful so far. But you also have the Redskins. Redskins are 0-5 as well. People, people have been putting the main focus of bad NFL teams on the Miami Dolphins. But the Washington Redskins are not much better if you, really, if you look at it and think about it. And because of this, the Redskins this past weekend fired Jay Gruden after their loss to the New England Patriots. They lost 33-7 to uh, in, in, in uh, Washington. So Jay Gruden got the boot after that game. And they did it in such the most disrespectful way Monday morning he was summoned to the Redskins offices or whatever wherever they do their stuff at at 5am <laughs> on Monday morning and fired him they couldn't have emailed him or texted him or called him they made him come at 5am 5 a.m. I mean, had no idea. But at 5 a.m. on a Monday morning? Well, I'm, I'm sure he had ideas. He had the idea that he was going to get fired. I think there are already being questions being asked of him getting fired prior to this weekend. But, yeah, I agree with you. 5 a.m., I didn't know it was 5 a.m. I wouldn't want to be – that's just – I mean – Disrespectful. Doing it in person is the right way to do it. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get fired over a text. You know, you don't like it's well, like yeah, but I mean yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to get fired over a text or an email. I'd want them to say it in my face, and uh, but doing it at five a.m. is kind of kind of strange. But I kind of see their value, maybe their points. They want to get it over with quickly so they can move on with their new interim head coach. Um, but with Jay Gruden getting fired, I know like the organization the organization had questioned Jay Gruden's worth ethic a lot over the course of the years, and there there have been talks for years of him getting fired and i personally think he should have been fired years ago i mean he his record is 35 and 49 and one as a as a head coach which is 14 games below 500 and in a really competitive nfc you can't even you you can't you you can't uh risk that having a really bad head coach but but they are coming off of a loss to the patriots the patriots are undefeated they are the best team 
mm-hmm. in the league right now. Yeah. So I mean, they were they they knew that they were going to lose for sure. I mean, this this firing isn't a, isn't a reflection of just that game. Obviously, it's a reflection yeah, yeah, of the past, yeah, yeah. I see. past yeah. three four seasons that Jay Gruden's been a head coach. But I, I personally, I feel like they kept him just because his last name's Gruden. You know, you have you have uh, yeah, John Gruden, great coach and John Gruden now with the Raiders. Um, I, but his I think I think John great. Gruden could be one of the smartest coaches I've ever seen besides Debo Sweeney, mm-hmm. and that may or may not be bias. Not even Bill Belichick in that. In that. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban is. Mm, well, I'm, you don't like Nick Saban, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm a Clemson fan. Well, you, you can still appreciate talent when you see yeah. It. yeah. But, but I mean, Clemson <laughs> has a great coaching staff for mm-hmm. sure. But I mean, Nick Saban cannot keep a coach around. No. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's all <laughs> story that. for another day. And also, yeah, story for another day. You look. I mean, you look at this. Uh, Dan Snyder, the the team owner of the Redskins, he's let these. These are three. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this, but these. Here's, I'm going to list three guys that were on the Redskins coaching staff that Dan Snyder, their owner, has let go: Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Matt Lafleur. All three of which are head coaches. All three of which. <laughs> Are all three of which are head coaches right now for winning and winning, winning elite, elite well, team. Well, Sean McVay is not really winning, but he did go to the Super they went Bowl. To the Super Bowl. He's yeah. regarded as one of the great offensive minds in the league. They're they're still three and two, so they're they're, they're still good. Kyle Shanahan's four and zero as well, and Matt Lafleur with the with the Packers. They're four and one right now. So beating uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, Ooh. The Cowboys. as long as, hey, as a Cowboys <laughs> fan, as long as Dan Snyder stays as the owner for the Redskins, I'm going to stay happy because that means the Redskins are not competition whatsoever. Kind of, kind of the same with the Giants. The Giants don't have very great management either, but uh, that might be for another thing. But we have a uh, little bit, not much time left in the show, so I'm going to move into the NFL game picks of the week. Again, like last week, I picked five games where I think the the teams are the most evenly matched, and we both make our picks for the games. And you follow us on Instagram, and you can see our results and our records. So, Jameson, the first game I have for this week, not 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 a game you'd think, but a game on the other side of the spectrum. Not a very intense game, but Redskins at Dolphins. Two worst teams in the league. Really? <laughs> uh, I don't know. This, I, I don't know who to pick. This is one of the hard ones. Like, it's awful. And I couldn't. It was a little hard for you to decide. Uh, you know, I think the Dolphins are going to pull it out. You think? Well, you know, I don't know, Aiden. I, I don't know. Because, <laughs> yeah, wow, you, you, got me, you got me here. Um... <laughs> um I'm gonna go with the Redskins. Redskins I, I'm gonna go yeah. with the Redskins. I, you know, Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going out on a limb. They just fired their head coach, and so I think they're gonna play. They're gonna play gutsy. They're gonna have a gutsy performance just because you know different style practices, different game preparations, and so you know I, I'm gonna go with the Redskins here. <laughs> All right. Well, my next game. It's still close. Might be a little easier to decide. Eagles at Vikings. I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one. Eagles. The Eagles are going to play fast. They're going to they're gonna have Carson Wentz throwing the ball every which way. They're going to run the ball up Vikings' throat. And I think Eagles has a good defense. I think they're going to stop that uh, Kirk Cousins um, offense. No, no, no. Kirk Cousins is – Yeah, he's a yeah, That's what I thought, yeah. And so – I think they're going to stop the stop the Vikings, and I think a lot of people, and I think the Vikings have been struggling here lately, just trying to find just that specialty in their offense. So I think there's been a lot of questions with Kirk Cousins, and um, I think the Eagles are going to pull it out. 
All right, third game, Texans at Chiefs. Well, I am a Texans fan. Mm-hmm. Chiefs are really good. They did lose they to the Indianapolis they lost Colts. To the Colts, which the Colts are scrappy, so I wasn't too surprised on that one. I, I was. I was very surprised. Well, the Colts couldn't – I mean, I'm sorry. The Colts ran the ball up Chiefs' throat, and they could not stop the run. They knew the run was coming, and they just couldn't stop it. And so I'm going to go with a close game here. And I'm going to pick the Texans because I'm biased. Uh, I'm a Deshaun Watson guy, Nuke Hopkins, or DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. if you're not a Clemson fan. Um, J.J. Watt, you know, I, I think I think it's going to be a close game. And um, Texans pull it out close. All right. Uh, we talked about this earlier, but 49ers at Rams. Ooh, that's another one close one. <laughs> there are some good one. matchups this week. Yeah. yeah. Rams are going to pull it out. Rams are tired of losing. They've lost two straight. And the Rams are going to pull it out in about a 10-point game. All right, and last game, Lions at Packers, the Sunday night game. Packers for sure. Packers have been playing really good. Aaron Rodgers in this new offense with Matt LaFour has been playing really good. And the Green Bay Packers defense has really been playing good. And so I think the Packers are going to pull this one out in about a 20-point game. Nah, not 20-point, but about eight. Yeah. All right, Aiden. Let's see. Let's hear your picks. All right, Redskins at Dolphins. I'm gonna go with the Redskins here, similar to you. I think the key to this game is the defense outside of the ball. Neither team has a good offense, but the defense is the team that's gonna be the difference. The Redskins had four sacks against Tom Brady, and they're gonna do that same thing in order to beat the Dolphins. Good pick. Eagles at Vikings. Uh. Against you, I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Vikings are at home. They're good at home, and their run game with Dalvin Cook should control this game. It's going to be a close one, and they've had some issues in the offense, like their Bears game a couple weeks ago, but they got it back with uh, Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs having really good connections. So look for that again, and look for this to be a close game that comes to the end. Nice pick. Texans at the Chiefs. You'll like this one. I'm going with the Texans on the road as well. I like it. Uh, Both teams are good on offense, but I think the Texans D-line against that awful offensive line of the Chiefs is going to destroy it up. That was the key of the game against the the Colts, and it's the same thing here. If the D-line can work against and just get pressure on Patrick Mahomes, get some good sacks, look for a career day from J.J. Watt. Undefeated versus 3-2, 49ers at the Rams. Going with the 49ers here at the Rams. The Rams are coming up two losses. I they, They're either going to fire back or their morale is going to be really low. Yeah. So uh, 49ers are going to keep that running game going with uh, with Matt Breda and uh, Tevin Coleman and all of them and put pressure on Jared Goff and win that game. Nice pick. Lions at Packers. Lions at Packers. I, I'm going to go with the Packers here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw the, ball, throw the ball too well last week, but uh, Aaron Jones worked incredibly well against the Dallas Cowboys and look for the same kind of factors to come in this next game. Aaron Jones needs to be a key factor as well as Aaron Rodgers finally getting that passing attack going. Great picks from Hayden Joyner, ladies and gentlemen. You guys, you have been listening to Off the Bench, XLR Lehman University Radio. Thank you for tuning in this week and be sure to tune in next week from 4 to 5 right here on XLR Lehman University Radio. Or if you're listening to CAF, the president's office, or if you're listening on the app at Radio FX. And uh, just always be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and uh, follow us on Twitter at OffTheBenchXLR. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are signing off. And always remember to stay in the game. Jameson Hartsett, so long. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel.
Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions. And a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions. And a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Bye, 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 bye. I participate in McDonald's.